It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Will Denver Broncos rookie center Alex Forsyth compete for the starting job at training camp? We'll tell you why you shouldn't sleep on him on today's brand new episode, Locked On Broncos. You are Locked On Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's happening, Broncos country? Welcome into a brand new episode of Lockdown Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much to everybody in Broncos country for making us your first listen of the day every single day. And shout out to all the everydayers out there who listen to us Monday through Friday. We appreciate you so much. To get the latest episode as soon as it's available, make sure you subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss out on a day's worth of Broncos news, content, coverage, and more. I'm your host, as always, Cody Rourke, Broncos reporter from Mile High Sports. Joined alongside, as always, by my co-host, Sarah Bettinger, site expert, predominantlyorange.com. Alex Forsyth, Sarah, as we've gone through and we've kind of recapped each individual draft pick from the Broncos 2023 rookie class. I think one of the things that is, is being talked about all over Twitter, you see it from different people. We even see it sometimes in the YouTube comment section. They're like, oh, well, you know, I don't know why they drafted a center. He's not going to start. He's not going to compete. I beg to differ, my friend. I think we got to dive a little bit deeper in this because Alex Forsyth, as according to Sean Payton, as according to George Payton, is very much in line to compete for the starting job this upcoming season for the Broncos offense. And perfect timing that we get to talk about him today as he just recently signed his four-year rookie deal. That news came in on Tuesday night via Mike Kliss. Cody, that he signed his rookie contract, the first out of the Broncos draft class to sign. So, hey, I mean, signed, sealed, delivered. He's ready to come in and compete for that starting job. And I think that it's going to be fascinating to see because there may have been quite a few people among the NFL draft community that we wouldn't have batted an eye if the Broncos had taken this guy in round four or five if they had the chance to do so. So I think there's something there. I think there may be something to this, you know, the fact that, yeah, he was a seventh round pick, but at the same time, that really doesn't matter. I think back to, and I know not every player is going to be this, but I think back to Matt Paradis. Remember him out of Boise State, spent his entire rookie season on the practice squad, and all of a sudden, the Broncos had this need at the center position going into the 2015 season, right? And it was Matt Paradis or, you know, bust. It was like the the little... Uh, you know, the little leaf of paper from the draft day, you know, movie that's like Matt Paradis, no matter what type of thing. And that's how it was in the 2015 offseason for the Broncos with an unproven center starting in potentially the last season of Peyton Manning's time with the team, which ended up being his last season. So I, I wouldn't say, hey, pump the brakes on Alex Forsythe. He's a seventh round pick. I don't think it really matters if he can play. He's going to play. I think that's important, right? Because you have a new offensive line coach coming in, Zach Streif. And I want to make the analogy, not to say it's similar, but Zach Streif was taken in the sixth round by the New Orleans Saints in 2006. He played his whole career with Sean Payton from 2006 to 2017. He's now the offensive line coach for Sean Payton. So there, there's value there, right? Obviously, the scouts were invested in looking at him. And look, they were even 
the Broncos even mentioned it. George Payton, Sean Payton mentioned it, that they were even looking at Forsyth maybe a little bit earlier. Uh, you know, and luckily he was able to fall on the laps at 257th overall. And, and I think the the positioning is what comes into question for so many people, right? And I think it's fair. I think it, it's common practice to say, okay, well, this guy was a seventh rounder. Well, it's not expected he's going to have a big impact there. Right now, the Broncos can have a widespread competition. And obviously, we'll dive deeper into that on today's episode of the show. But I, a, a ton of experience at his time at the University of Oregon. He, he anchored an offensive line, Sarah, that in 2022 allowed only five sacks. That was top in all of college football last season. And I, I've seen some people, we definitely have had some tweets, some comments that said, oh, you know, he gets the yips at center. I, I definitely didn't see that. And look, I, I want to read something that, you know, I put in my article over there, Mile High Sports. Dot com as to why Broncos country should not sleep on Alex Forsyth. It comes from Pro Football Network's Tony Pauline. There's some good in there. Then there's obviously some bad. But what he says here is that, you know, he's an intelligent offensive lineman, but he lacks upside, which, you know, we'll talk a little bit deeper about that. But he says here, and I quote, Forsyth is a thinking man center who shows great awareness and where with all Oregon's offense revolved around Forsyth in many ways as he never had mental lapses and was always on his game. He lacks upside and doesn't come with much scheme versatility, but Forsyth has always exceeded expectations, which is what I expect him to do at the next level. And one of the things that he also mentioned in that scouting report is very good with his shotgun snaps. And I imagine Devers probably going to be under center a little bit this season, but I do think we're going to see a lot of you know things out of shotgun. It's not a, It doesn't matter what scouts, what, what people who say, what analysts say about maybe your game. It's about coming in and taking that next step and improving with coaching and transitioning to the next level, because this is a massive opportunity for Forsyth as it is everybody else at the center position right now for the Broncos. Forget what people say, forget what we say, you know, on podcasts or in, in media interviews, it's about making the most of your opportunity. And that that was the one message I would say to Forsyth as well, but the amount of snaps that he's played, obviously there's positional flex versatility, has played left guard, has played right guard, has played right tackle. He's played over 1,800 career snaps at the University of Oregon at the center position. So that is where they envision him. That's where the vision is for him. And I tell you what, I think it is super, super impressive, Sarah, that he's been able to play as much as he did. You know, he only missed one game last season due to injury. He played over 800 snaps in 2022. And going back to the point, the offensive line only allowed five sacks last season, which in comparison to the Broncos, 63, take that any day. Right. And that's what they need is they need somebody that can really hold up at that position physically. We've talked about that with Lloyd Cushenberry, right? That's the that's really the one thing. Physical strength being a, a big issue there in terms of I, I think back to remember Cushenberry. Was it his rookie season? He had to go up against Vita Vea early on in the year. Yep. And just I, I mean, it was tough. It was tough to watch. And that's a tough matchup for anybody. But you could look at Forsyth. And go back to, I, I believe Oregon opened last season, Cody, with uh, the Georgia Bulldogs. And so just go back and watch that game. Go back and watch, hey, how do you do against Jalen Carter, a top 10 pick? How do you do against all these different players who, you know, they're they're NFL guys. Everybody on that Georgia defense, they're NFL players. And specifically, they're basically all Philadelphia Eagles at this point. But <laughs> I think it's going to, it's something that you need to go back and watch if you're listening to this podcast as soon as the podcast is over. Go back and watch some of his games and, and just understand like he's going up against NFL caliber guys in practice as well. And in the Pac-12, you're playing against a lot of NFL caliber guys every single week. So he has NFL size 6'3", I believe uh, 313 is what he checked in at the scouting combine, Cody. So he's got NFL size. He's a big, strong dude. 
and he's smart. So I, I like this pick a lot. Guys go underdrafted every year. I think that that's something that's important to note here. We see, uh, I think of the Washington safety. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Maybe Cameron Curl or something got picked in round six and ended up having a basically a Pro Bowl level season as a rookie just a couple of years ago. And there's examples of that throughout the NFL. Tyler Algier, a sixth round pick of the Falcons. We talked about him a number of times on this show. Ran for a thousand yards last season. So guys get underdrafted every year. It's like you said, what are you going to do with the opportunity if you get it? Can he go out there and beat somebody like Lloyd Cushenberry? Well, we're going to take a look at the Broncos center depth right now. There's an open competition as Sean Payton and George Payton have mentioned after the NFL draft. Competition is going to be plenty there. We're going to take a look at the center depth on today's episode, Locked on Broncos. This episode of the show is brought to you by our friends over there at Built Bar. And if you're looking for a delicious snack, but you don't want all the sugar, you don't want all the calories, then you need the best tasting protein bar ever built. You've got to try it today. And if you want to have access to it immediately while listening to the show, make sure after the show, you head to your local Walmart, go to the pharmacy department, and you'll find a box of four Built Bars there today locally. Or if you want to buy in bulk, go to your local Sam's Club and you get a box of 13 Built Bars. Once again, Built Bars are covered in 100% milk chocolate. They're soft, they're easy to chew, and they contain 17 grams of protein. And they're low in sugar, which is tremendous value if you want the combination between something that tastes great and also still staying in the realm of being healthy. They have you covered with a wide variety of flavors as well. There's brownie batter puff, there's churro puff, there's coconut almond. Make sure you check out all the flavors as well. Go to your local Sam's Club or your Walmart today to get you a box of Built Bar. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Denver Broncos depth chart at center at this point in time seems to be Lloyd Cushenberry and everybody else. But can rookie seventh round pick Alex Forsyth factor in as a potential starter? Where does he land on the depth chart? Who else do the Broncos have? Cody, let's talk about this depth chart at the center position. I think it's uh, pretty interesting. You've got Lloyd Cushenberry, guy who snapped to Russell Wilson last year and then you've also got a guy named uh, Kyle Fuller not the cornerback this is Kyle Fuller too in Denver he also has snapped to Russell Wilson before as a member of the Seattle Seahawks so going to be an interesting offseason at this position group the Broncos did add a couple of players at this position although I don't think it was what anybody expected or maybe what everybody had necessarily hoped for what's your thoughts on this depth chart at the center position how confident are you and maybe about just individually these specific players. Well, I mean, the depth chart, I think, in this competition is really going to be headlined by four players here. Obviously, Lloyd Cushenberry, you know, has been the incumbent starter. You also take a look at other guys like Kyle Fuller, as you mentioned there. Luke Wattenberg, who was drafted in the fifth round of last year's NFL draft by George Payton. And now you bring in Alex Forsyth as well. And it just goes to show, like, the center position, even though Lloyd Cushenberry has been the starter, there's always been this vibe that Denver's not fully sold on him as the guy, right? I know they want him to be, but every year since Lloyd Cushenberry has been a member of the Broncos, they have brought somebody in at the center position to either compete with him or, you know, to push him a little bit. And Cush has come out on top in those those things because 
every game that Cushenberry has played in his career, he started. And he's got more starting experience right now in his first three seasons in the NFL than Kyle Fuller does throughout his entire career. He's been in the NFL a little bit longer there. Luke Wattenberg, as we know, second-year player this upcoming season, kind of got thrown in the fire a little bit last year, was put into some inopportune positions by Nathaniel Hackett, by Butch Berry specifically, which Nathaniel Hackett actually kind of called him out on that, saying that you know our coaches have to put our players in a better position there. Ironic, considering how everything turned out for the Broncos overall in totality last season. But now you bring in Alex Forsyth, who obviously for the Broncos to take a center in this year's draft, considering it really wasn't a position of need. I mean, Sarah kind of says like, hey, they want to get a really good look at this thing from every angle possible. Starters going to play in the preseason, but there's going to be competition, which is good because when you're trying to change the on-field culture, you have to change some aspects of what's been going on on field. And we've noted Lloyd Cushenberry has had his struggles. There's times like he's a very, very smart, intelligent offensive lineman. But some of the things that, you know, he, he's super smart with, he can't make up with the lack of physical strength, right? And sometimes footwork, being able to anchor down a little bit. There's been times where defenses specifically, you mentioned Vita Vea. I mean, they kind of put the formula out there on how to attack Lloyd Cushenberry. Line up a guy either in a one technique or a zero head up on the center, cross face, and then blitz a linebacker. Or just if you feel like you have a stronger guy, bull rush. And that is something that Cush has struggled with. And a lot of the Broncos sacks that they have given up have come up on the interior. So for Cushingberry, this is a massive, massive offseason for him where he's going to have to come in with, an, with a new coaching staff. And obviously, like with George Payton, George Payton didn't draft Cushingberry. So they're going to evaluate every option here and say, OK, hey, it's open. We want to see who the best man is going to be. And it could be Alex Forsyth. It could be Lloyd Cushingberry. It could be Kyle Fuller. Heck, it could even be Luke Wattenberg. But there's some things going on here. I, I wanted to get your opinion. Like, what do you think of the depth? Because there's four guys right now. I don't think you necessarily need to bring anybody else into the mix at this point as you get ready for training camp. Yeah, unless the Broncos are thinking, hey, let's go sign veteran Ben Jones. Let's bring him in and see what happens. I don't know if they're planning on doing that or not or if they have any. I, I mean, they stayed away from the center market as a whole in free agency besides Kyle Fuller, who's a you know, career backup at this point. So would be a little surprising at the very least, wouldn't it? If they would go after somebody like Ben Jones right now, but Cody, I think I may be a little delusional in this, I guess. I don't know whatever people want to say. I don't feel as bad about the Broncos center position as I think most people do. And the reason for that is, is I'm putting some faith in Sean Payton and his scheme. I'm putting some faith in new offensive line coach, Zach Streif. I'm putting faith in the strength and conditioning coaches and the, the nutrition team, all these different things. And just the the changes that can be made, the small changes to say, hey, you know, you need to get stronger against these these big defensive linemen. OK, let's get him in the weight room and do some stuff there. I think that's there's some interesting factors at play with young guys who are unproven like Luke Wattenberg. Does he get another shot? Uh, obviously we're talking about Alex Forsyth as well. Does, is, does he get a fair shot? And the, this group overall, it doesn't necessarily make me super confident. I don't think anybody listening is like, Oh yeah, I feel really good. Uh, Lloyd Cushenberry's our starting center week one. That's, that's a no brainer. I don't think anybody's really in that camp at this point. But what I do think is that the Broncos have guys they can utilize at that spot rebuilding the offensive line typically not a one-year overhaul so mm -mm. they're going to give these guys a chance to compete and then next offseason maybe you reset or maybe hey maybe they watch these guys at minicamp and then they say hey let's call up mickey loomis again we got uh we need trade number three with the saints to happen this offseason say hey mickey 
uh, you're so fine. And we want to trade for Cesar Ruiz because we saw you didn't pick up his fifth year option. And I actually really liked him. So, I mean, there's options out there. If the Broncos don't like what they see in minicamp and offseason workouts, I think they could make a switch and get somebody in there like a Ben Jones, like a Cesar Ruiz, somebody to come in and somebody to play right away. So I don't think all those options are off the table, but I also don't necessarily hate every option that's currently on the table. Well, I also think as well, to throw this out there, because I think it's important, last year I was worried about the depth at center, right? Obviously you drafted Wattenberg, but... For me, it's like, okay, hey, if Cushenberry goes down, which he ended up, that unfortunately happened, he had the groin injury against the Jaguars and then missed the rest of the season. We were all wondering, like, what the hell are they going to do at center? And obviously that's where Graham Glasgow, luckily you had a veteran presence coming in. I think it's good that Denver does have that dynamic with a guy like Kyle Fuller, though, to be honest with you, I haven't seen much of his game, though there is some previous familiarity. He doesn't have a ton of starting experience in the National Football League. Can he be a guy that maybe steps up? I mean, worst case scenario, do you bump Quinn Miners to center if you need him to. I mean, there, there's so many things that Denver could play around with right now. But I also think at the center position as well, we have to look at the additions made on the offensive line. You have Quinn Miners returning, which I think, to be honest with you, I've always kind of viewed him as the guy who I think will be the best offensive lineman on the team. I think he was last year, unfortunately had to deal with the injuries. I think the addition of Ben Powers, when you have these two guys at guard next to your center and you have McGlinchey on the outside, you have Garrett Bowles. I imagine we're going to see more tackle pulls this upcoming season as well. For the Broncos, how much does that benefit any center who is there, whether it's Cushenberry, whether it's Forsyth? To me, I, I'm excited to see maybe how that whole thing plays out for Sean Payton's offensive scheme, because I don't think it gets talked about enough. The pieces around you on the offensive line matter. Like if you have a, a deficiency at tackle, it's going to impact your play at guard. It's going to impact your play at center, because if your guard has to overcompensate for pressure in a three technique or where your tackle is struggling, you know what? That's going to leave more one-on-one -on -one opportunities against the center. It's going to make things a little bit more difficult. So offensive line play, it's like synchronized dancing. Everything has to be in sync here, and you have to make sure everything flows well. And that's where I think the scheme, the foundation of it is really going to matter. And with Sean Payton, like I have more confidence right now in the Broncos offensive line being able to take the next step under Sean Payton than I felt last year with Nathaniel Hackett, than I felt with, you know, Butch Berry. They have a, a guy who knows what he wants, knows how to build an offense. Now, the question is, can Zach Streif, can he coach it up? Can he teach it? Can he teach it in a way where these guys are going to understand it? To me, for a young coach, that is also a challenge, but he does have Sean Payton to help him out. He does, and that's going to be a huge sounding board, just like John Elway had been the sounding board for George Payton in the front office. John Payton going to be your, your sounding board if you're Zach Streif, the O-line coach. And of course, he's had some experience as an assistant, but here's here's where the rubber's going to meet the road, right? I mean, everybody kind of assumes it's the devil you know versus the devil you don't know as far as, hey, Butch Berry's out of here. It's got to be an upgrade, right? Or there's, only, there's nowhere to go but up once you've reached rock bottom. It'll be fascinating to find out because Zach Streif is obviously the guy that I think Sean Payton has talked up the most on his coaching staff in terms of guys that he really believes in, guys that he sees something in and has seen something in for a long time. And I like the idea as we're talking about Forsyth, like you mentioned, Cody, Zach Streif himself was a seventh round pick who earned playing time very, very quickly in the NFL. So he's going to be able to relate to these guys. I, I referenced an interview between uh, Ross Tucker and Broncos undrafted free agent Henry Bird a couple days ago as well. But Henry Bird mentioned the connection to Zach Streif as a former late round pick as something that really he connected with when he was talking to him on the phone 
in the you know the process of signing with a team and undrafted free agency talked about the fact that Streif knows what it's like to be kind of counted out. He knows what it's like to be discounted as a late round pick or somebody who maybe doesn't measure up athletically in certain ways. I think these late round guys are going to have a really, really great situation with Zach Streif, who knows their he knows their situation. And how many times have we seen that play out with former coaches now or former players now coaches in the NFL doing great things with players and getting the best out of them like Dan Campbell, Aaron Glenn in Detroit and a number of others throughout the league. That leads us to our next point here on today's episode, Lockdown Broncos. How does the center position play out this upcoming offseason leading up to the regular season? You'll get that on today's episode, Lockdown Broncos. Real quick, I wanted to tell you all about a special partnership that we have here at the Lockdown Podcast Network. You can now access Lockdown Broncos every single day in the Sirius XM app and stay tuned for more details as the NFL season approaches as to maybe how Lockdown Broncos can be amplified even more on Sirius XM Radio. Make sure you check it out today. Sirius XM, where you can now access Locked on Broncos. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked on NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How does the Broncos center position play out and the competition this upcoming offseason leading into the regular season? Thank you so much, Broncos country, for tuning in and making Lockdown Broncos your first listen of the day every single day. Shout out to all the everydayers there. As we get closer to 10K subscribers on YouTube, you can help us get there as well. We've looked at the analytics. 63% of you who watch us on YouTube aren't subscribed. So if you're watching, you're not yet subscribed, hit that subscribe button so you never miss out on a Broncos episode as soon as it's made available. Sarah, I'm going to throw it to you, my man, here. When we look at the center position, we always kind of give our thoughts and maybe our predictions as to how things are going to go. As it pertains to center, how do you see things playing out? You know, who's going to start, in your opinion? Who do you believe will be the guy day one when the Broncos schedule is officially announced and released, whoever they're going to play, who's going to be under center for the Broncos? Well, Cody, I really hope Alex Forsyth does push for the job, right? I want to see him do that. I would love to see it be a great story, right? A seventh round pick coming in, finding a way into the starting lineup. But really, wouldn't it be just as great of a story if Lloyd Cushenberry actually found a way to turn things around and and kind of fix what's been broken over the last couple of years with his game and really get to that point where remember how excited everybody was when the Broncos took him in that 2020 draft, how many people wanted him in the second round of that draft where the Broncos actually took KJ Hamler. A lot of fans were clamoring for Lloyd Cushenberry in that slot. You end up getting him in the third round and he comes in, he struggles over his first three seasons. We get it. He's struggled. Wouldn't it be awesome as the team has seemingly put quite a bit of faith in Cushenberry, at least I think you could make the argument that the moves indicate that. Wouldn't it be awesome to see him go out there and win that job and play well, maybe even earn a second contract in Denver? I think that's the best case scenario here, Cody, is if Cushenberry plays well enough to get that second contract in Denver. And to me, that's what I'm going to predict. I'm going to take, I guess, in a way, it's a big risk to kind of make that prediction that Cushenberry would win the starting job at this point based on what we've seen. But I also think it's kind of the low-hanging fruit based on what Sean Payton has said. Like, Cushenberry would be the starter right now, right? So that 
that to me is what I kind of think is going to happen. Cushionberry wins that job. And my hope is that he plays well enough to go out there and get a second contract with this team. Kind of like the Garrett Bull situation, though, Cushberry wasn't a first-round pick, so he didn't have the fifth-year option. I mean, this is really his last season, his last chance to really prove that. And if he has a really good year, it makes sense to bring him back. I can respect that as well. Broncos country, if you agree, disagree, let us know in the comment section. If you're watching on YouTube or tweet us on Twitter, at Cody Rourke NFL, at Sarah Benninger, at Lockdown Broncos, if you're listening on our favorite audio podcasting platform. So I think going to the next point as well, for me, how I see it playing out, maybe how I would like to, I think, yeah, I mean, you have Lloyd Cushingberry, who has a ton of starting experience. You throw a rookie in there like Alex Forsythe, like we don't know what he can handle yet at the NFL level or not. We're not going to know until, like if he wins the job, we won't know until the regular season. What can he handle? How will he respond to adversity? Because as a rookie, you're going to face that, especially in NFL, especially playing against some of the NFL's most elite defensive tackles and linebackers that teams love to send. And we know that the interior has been a target for other teams uh, against the Denver Broncos. How do they respond to that? Best case scenario, Lloyd Cushenberry, as you mentioned, wins the starting job. And then Forsyth is your backup. Shows enough, as you mentioned. You want to see enough from him that you're confident, okay, hey, if something happens with Cush, you can put him in. If Cush struggles, you can put the rookie in and you can now begin your acceleration process on building for the future with him in that position. Well, how does it impact maybe guys like Fuller? How does it impact other guys like Wattenberg? At the same time, it also maybe allows you the chance to see them at other positions, right? Depth that maybe guard, being able to be a swing guy. The NFL is looking for more guys who can play center and guard, not just one position, not just guard, not just center, but can you do a little bit of both? Can you maybe play some tackle a little bit? You have some options there with these guys that you have in the offensive line room. And we'll see if the NFL, I'm a big believer in it as well. We've seen some changes to the game day roster but I think that when it comes to quarterback offensive line, you need to be able to allocate a little bit more resources to your O-line to be able to have guys available. Because what game was it? Was It was the Tennessee Titans game, I believe, where the offensive line just got decimated by injuries. You lost Graham Glasgow in that game. You lost Billy Turner. I mean, it was just, it was hard on the eyes and it just made a very bad situation worse for the Broncos last season. You need that at offensive line. You need that also at the quarterback position. Maybe the NFL will look at that one day down the road. But that's kind of how I see the center position playing out big year for Cush. the stakes are high and he's going to have an opportunity to go in and showcase and i'm excited as well how has the offseason treated him because to my knowledge to my understanding after he went on ir there was a portion where he was he was able to come back the broncos chose not to bring him back off of injured reserve onto the active roster last season so i i don't know what factored into that but then again big time for cushionberry to prove that hey i can be the guy i know it's taken me a while but here's why patience maybe pays off. And we'll see if that's the case here for the Broncos this upcoming season. Broncos country, one thing we want to ask you is we want to know your thoughts. How do you think the offensive line is going to play out at the center position between these four guys that we've talked about with rookie center Alex Forsyth out of the University of Oregon with Lloyd Cushingberry entering the final year of his contract with Kyle Fuller, who's on a one-year deal, and with Luke Wattenberg, who's on his rookie deal as well as a member of the Broncos. Make sure you drop your comments on YouTube or tweet us on social media as well but Broncos country and all the everyday listeners of the show thank you so much for listening making Lockdown Broncos your first listen of the day every single day we're super appreciative of you taking time out of your day to listen or to watch us break down all things orange and blue another thing to expect for all you everydayers out there tomorrow evening on Thursday evening the Broncos schedule release will officially be out Sarah and I will do an episode after it's announced officially 
and we'll share our thoughts on the Broncos schedule. And you'll get that on tomorrow's episode of the show. So make sure you subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your podcast to get the latest episode as soon as it's available. We'll see you tomorrow for a brand new episode of the show. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.